This is WWE Hall of Famer, The Think, Howard Finkel, and you're listening to the Nerd Coalition. Welcome to... No Gimmicks Needed! Yes! 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 If you can survive, if I let you... To be the man! You gotta beat the man! Woo! The kids do big that sucker. Do I have everybody's attention now? Yeah, here you see him, Punk. Welcome back to the No Gimmick Seated Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Andy, and joining us is my co-host. Thank you for coming out here today. Not Dion Sands of Prime Time. What's up? What's up? Look, I'm I'm happy to hear from you. I'm pretty sure the people who listen to us are happy to hear from you. The reason why I say that is because you know everybody knows Prime lives down in Florida and they got slammed with Hurricane Ian, and that South Florida got wrecked bad. You know, I don't know if you've seen the pictures of down there, down there Prime, uh, but like Tampa and all of them, they got hit bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, but yeah, I can imagine. But fortunately, Prime lives on the upper, like Jacksonville area of Florida. That's the upper part of Florida. They got, they got. By the time the hurricane got there, it's about a tropical storm. And I'm up here in Philly, so we just got rain. We just got the, the rain from the hurricane and stuff. But uh, when Prime was dealing with that, he, he was dealing with, like you said, it was it was bad down there for a minute. So. We didn't get the dance to do the maybe wrestling review or anything like that, and I wanted to, I wanted to make sure he was okay first before we started doing recording. He said he was cool, so he is here on the show. And for those I know who I with, with the, you still got power and stuff, right? Yeah. Okay. So those who who don't don't have power, those who don't, uh, you know, are, are without. My thoughts and prayers and condolences are with all those people because I know we unfortunately has people that died as well and I want to make sure that I cover all the bases uh, before we get into the podcast. So, th- thank you for joining us, Prime. No problem. Yeah. Uh, also, I also want to uh, want to see we 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 a lot to talk about a lot a lot here because we got extreme rules coming up. We have uh, the, the the passing of Antonio Inoki, a wrestling icon, but even just beyond wrestling as well. And we we also got to talk about AEW. We got a three year anniversary for AEW coming up. Talk about some SmackDown. Talk about uh, there's a documentary coming out on on Vice TV for Vincent Man, and just a lot of things that was going on in wrestling this past week that obviously we get just chance to, to, to talk about because we, we was dealing with the storm well you know probably dealing with the storm and I didn't really want to do anything without the partner so uh things we gotta get ready for and stuff like that so make sure you guys check out all the Nerd Coalition's content that we had when we were on Red Circle we have the No Gimmick Seated Wrestling content the No Gimmick Seated Wrestling Podcast Nerd Gaster Talk Podcast and Turntable Semi Culture Beyond coming uh Soon to drop our silver tongues, and also make sure you guys check out every single Friday Prime and Lee Boy TV doing the Prime Nostalgia podcast. 
Obviously, we know that y'all was dealing with the storm prior. Uh, so, will the show come back next week, or did y'all have a like a placeholder show up? Uh, it will be back in the next, I say, three weeks. Three weeks, okay. Well, whatever you guys can, make sure you guys check out that podcast, and listen to it because it uh, it's some great it is some great stuff on there. And also, uh, Q Flow can uh, is not with us right now, but I also want to you know give a shout out to Q Flow. I know he's been he's been uh dealing with a lot of things it's not it does personal stuff and i don't not going you know follow this man business all over the everything but if q flow if you're out there if, if you're listening you know if you ever need somebody to talk to or just you know what, what, what need help go do it i'm here prime's here we, the whole nerd coalition family is here so i know he's not able to be with us on the podcast today but i do you know always want to shout him out Make sure you guys go check out his music and, and make sure, uh, you know, y'all go, go out there and give him much support and much love. I ain't got, ain't got time for none of this petty shit. Go out there and give give the brother love and stuff like that. So, he was, uh, I just want to say, I just want to point out, he was definitely first to that post today. Oh. <laughs> oh, he so, knows what I'm talking about. So, he was definitely first. Quick with it. Uh huh. So yeah, oh yeah. So 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 some things just don't change. You know what I'm saying? So and, 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 and you know what? Also, I, I wanted to say also, can y'all get your ass in the fucking house and stop doing the Michael Jackson Earth song out there doing the hurricane? Uh, that's hilarious. That's <laughs> hilarious. I was like, Ooh. what the fuck? I said, what, was it hilarious? It was a fun. Was it creative? Yeah, I was like, but can y'all get your ass before, before y'all get swept away? Can y'all get your ass in the house? If I, I was creative, I would have did it. If I was creative, I don't think about it. I would have did it. I know you would have did it. Yes, like, cause like I said, I saw the one with the girl. Then, then you saw, then you showed me the one, showed me the one, one with the with the dude. And I was just like, oh, he's really, he's really, he made yeah, a the whole dude video. Had the camera angles and everything. Like the yeah, he, video. he had the actual video to the cat because the girl was was just in between the trees and doing it. Yeah, I would have been doing it. Woo! Woo! I would have been showing the backwards, showing that the trees getting getting themselves back together. <laughs> he like he's single handedly taking 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 out of end. You single-handedly taking them out, bro. I ain't mad at you. Yeah, I, I wish I would have been that creative, you know. I look, I, I, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. Was it was it very creative? Damn, Skippy it was. But uh, I'm saying, I was just like, I was like, y'all, y'all better be safe out there. Though. Um, yeah, nah, that was that was that wasn't even like that. Probably was like the day of two days before the storm came. It was that windy, so yeah, yeah, they were still they were still safe. Okay. Uh, so, what was I gonna say? Um. Also, I want to give a quick, quick, uh, not necessarily shout about. I, I, I want to talk about. You know, we lost Coolio. Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, Coolio, big, uh, you know, a rapper that is most popular for his "Gangsta's Paradise" song in 1995. Uh, that was. You know the staple for the Dangerous Minds movie, which is still one of my look. I understand people talk about you know the White Savior movie. I don't care. I still am a fan of Dangerous Minds. I love Dangerous Minds. I had to go out there and see that. And then you know he yeah he he like Dad the Fantastic Voice song he was very high for. Of course I know for like like Lady Sketch said and I I know how Prime will be saying it. 
is he did the he, he did the Ken and Kel uh show opening. Which yeah, one, one of the best intros. Yeah, so which I was, which I, I, you know, Lady Skins already told me how much she loved it. And I was just like, well, I know, probably being a big Keenan Kel guy, I know that he will love it. Yep, oh, uh, here it goes. I only seen him like what twice, one time. So, yeah. Wait, real life? Yeah. Okay. He uh was at this show. He. <laughs> People for games to spare. That's for him and like it was like him and just one guy playing like a uh, saxophone. <laughs> so see, like him and the guy playing the saxophone. Uh, Cause that was like a day. That was like it was like a thing. We just it was just like a bunch of people on the show at one time. So like him playing the saxophone. And Ray Parker Jr. was there. I think playing the guitar. Uh, Yee. And Sean from Boys Never Seen a Backup. It was, it was just. That's an interesting I, cast of fucking people. <laughs> no, no, it was way more people, but those were like the main. Like, those were just like, okay, you know. Uh huh. Yeah, it was interesting. Yeah, that, that is interesting. Like I said, that, that's an interesting cast of people right there. But, uh,. Yeah, so I, I just want I, and I, I like I can't go on here and not talk about Coolio, you know. But uh, we had, but right now when it comes to t- t- the wrestling stuff, we had a huge, huge wrestling death uh, this past week, and I'm, I'm pretty sure it happened. Uh, yeah, it happened on Friday. I believe because SmackDown they, they took time out of their lineup to announce that Antonio Inoki it uh passed away at the age of seventy nine. You know Antonio, this is not just a regular, and I hate to put these in the category a regular wrestler that just passed away. This is a more of a wrestling icon. Uh-huh. That passed away. The founder of New Japan Pro Wrestling. Yep. You know the only Japan, uh, the only Japanese WWE champion there was. Even you know that whole thing with Bob Backlund, and who became a politician afterwards. Like th- this man is, you know, revered in all of uh, of Japan and all over the world. You know. It's very loved, and of course, we had the whole uh, wrestling versus boxing thing with Muhammad Ali, and then he's in the WWE Hall of Fame. Uh, he, it, which, you know, he obviously he never really wrestled in the WWF or E, but yes, you got acknowledged what, what, what he has done, and like I said, a politician. Everybody has not agreed with his, you know, uh, views on things, but I'm saying, but. He's still revealed a revered figure. Uh, what were when were you first introduced to Antonio Inoki at all, or was he somebody that you just heard of name only, but you never really like you know pay attention to him? Yeah, no, he's a big you know Japan name. I believe he fought. Uh, I believe this is the same match where he he fought Ric Flair. There was like a 
no over the top rope match or something like you can't throw your opponent over the top rope. Yeah, that sounds like some old WCW stuff right there. Right? Uh, yeah, stuff. it's the like I think that's the Japan Super Show. I believe. Yes, that's the same. Or is that Tsushima Fujinami? Oh, he, Ooh, you know I hope what? He did. Ric Flair did do the Japan the the, the, the WCW Japan Super Show with Tashumi Fujinami. Okay, so it probably wasn't Tony Noki. Okay, okay. But, yeah. no, but I, I yeah, but Antonio Noki did go up against Flair though. Yeah, I'm sure. Antonio, he said some some funny moments. I think more of his moments have been after he retired because then he was just so revered in Japan he could do whatever he want. And that's this clip. I don't know if you can find it, but it's like it's Luke Gallows versus somebody else in Japan, and this match was bad. This match was so <laughs> bad that Antonio Noki came from the back with a chair. I said, get these people out of my ring. Just stop the match. Just stop the match right now. He was like throwing chairs, picking them up at the crowd, and throwing them in the ring. He was like, no, this match is terrible. Get it off my t- get it off my get it out my face. <laughs> and they stopped the match and went and went, and went, on, went in the back. <laughs> oh wow. Yeah. Yeah. He once had <laughs> What you about to say? He once had a hundred people lined up so he could slap them. It- <laughs> I heard about so that, that too. So that they had the quote unquote the theory of an Anoki one after you slap him. Uh-huh. Hilarious. So yeah, now this man is this man is a legend. Obviously he created New Japan, so I mean Yes, know. oh yeah, well I obviously the, 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 like the, the New Japan Pro Wrestling, which like I I I I love wrestling and I like watching New Japan. The only thing is I cannot watch New Japan because I for for me, I don't have access T V, so it's hard for me to watch a New Japan type stuff, and unless it's like a, the well, it's just harder. It's harder to get into New Japan because they don't have like they don't have no weekly shows, none. So they just they just have random like events. So that's kind of difficult to to pay attention sometimes. Yeah, I, I, and I again, would, it's in like three in the morning. So. It, exactly, especially when it'd be like Wrestle Kingdom, like part one, part two, or part three, something like that. I was like, now Wrestle Kingdom was something that I I, I watch Wrestle because Wrestle Kingdom is the same day every year, no matter the day, it's the same date. So, yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. When it comes to watching anything New Japan, I have to watch Wrestle Kingdom. That's the only thing I know that that that, that comes on at the same same amount of time. Instead of me trying to go actually try to find the New Japan type wrestling. Yeah, usually Wrestle Kingdom and Dominion are the two shows that I usually make sure I watch, and then other shows I watch uh, sporadically. Okay. Yeah, so those... Oh, and sometimes the the, the G1. So, you know, those are the things I I try to, uh, you know, look look for. But like I said, I I don't have access to New Japan uh, TV all the time. So, but he... uh, like I said, b- bigger than life. He was in 19, what was it, uh, 79 is when he defeated Bob Backlund in Japan to win the championship. The first uh, wrestler of Japanese descent to win the WWF championship. And then, of course, Bob Backlund got it back uh, a, it was a week or two later. Uh, and then uh, the WWF president... Uh, I can't pronounce the guy's name. Uh, declared declared re- rematch, uh, uh, no contest because of the, uh, there was interference and stuff like that. So this stuff is really not really kind of um, documented 
you know, just to say at least, but it did happen. Even Corey Graves mentioned it uh, on um, SmackDown the commentary as well. And one of the big things I remember is when they was doing the whole boxing versus wrestling thing when they brought in mm-hmm. Muhammad Ali for that stuff. And uh, a lot of politicking in that, unfortunately. Uh, uh, unfortunately, because yeah. you know, the bill was was crazy enough because you know Muhammad Ali, you know is known as the GOAT when it comes to boxing. And then Noki is it's like one of the greatest wrestlers that you have in there. And it was a, 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 a lot of politics because, first of all, uh, Noki was known for doing, like, you know, it's, it's strong style. He loves the strong style. And uh, it was going to be... Uh, I, I don't know how they had mapped out the matchup, but it was going to be more of like a like a, a shoot-style thing between, you know, Anoki and Muhammad Ali. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, but he, he first announced that he was, he was going to rig the matchup, you know, to do like the, like the wrestling stuff. But I think some of Muhammad Ali's people in his camp uh, feared or figured out that Inoki would turn the fight into a shoot, which wouldn't have really been that good. So, uh, which they thought was the intention. So, uh, they changed the rules, like, I think a couple days before the fight happened. And then, uh, <clears throat> I think they changed the word. He couldn't hit him. He could only use his feet or something. Yeah, it's, it's, which was stupid. Like, he could yeah. only, only use his feet. And then, all the pictures and, of the matches of the Nucky doing drop kicks. He's drop kicking, like, and, and he's on his back and shit. Like, also, like, like kicking him like a child yeah. and shit like that. And then, yeah, so the uh, he could only throw kicks if and if his knees was on the ground. Uh, you know, I was just like, what's going on here? Because it, 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 it messed with the flow. Of of the match, like I said, like you said, a lot of politicking got up, got up in that. Uh, I know the build of it. He did put Muhammad Ali on the shoulders and gave him the airplane spin. So, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah. yeah, but the actual matchup, like, see, if Muhammad, I, this, that was before the time where like they would like work, like that's before the time like LT and Bam Bam Bigelow. So obviously yeah. it's gonna be different. But imagine if, like Muhammad Ali took the time to like learn a few things, like to take a bump. Oh my yeah. god, that would have been crazy. And oh, that no. time? Well, oh, it, it would have been crazy. Like it's, it's, it's Muhammad Ali. I think, and Muhammad Ali is one of the people that 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 will respect the craft of. Uh, yeah, uh, it probably would have ended with a knockout to Noki, but like they would have actually put together a match. Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah. Like I said, if there was no, so much po- if there was some no so much power to get because look, the year is nineteen seventy six that this thing was going on. So, it you know it, it had great build to it. But of course, the outcome was just trash. You know that that outcome that outcome was trash. But it, it really could have it really could have been something really really special. Yeah. Uh. So, you know, uh, I don't know. You know, like I said, uh, how unfortunately how he passed away, but he got into politics. And uh, like I said, when it comes to the Japanese politics or the, 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 the Japanese, uh, you know, their branch of government and stuff like that, 
I'm not sure how it goes here, like like it does in America. America, you have the House of Representatives, you have the Senate, you have the Republicans, you have the Democrats, and all stuff like that. And um, I know it says that his political party was Democratic Party for the People. Their Democratic Party does not mean the same as our Democratic Party. That is that you know they have two different things that go on. Uh, and he was part of a lot. Of parties, Sports and Peace Party, the, the, the Japan uh, Restoration Party, the Party for Future Generations, uh, Assembly to Energize Japan, Independence Club. He was part of uh, all these things. You know what I'm saying? So I, I don't know when it comes to you know the branch of government and how things work out for. You know, people in Japan, but he he definitely did that. It it kind of reminded me of, um, when Jesse Ventura got out of wrestling, went to acting, then he became a politician also, or like Arnold Schwarzenegger. You got these big these big figures, larger than life, that was you know action stars or whatever the case may be, and they would uh go into go into politics also. So. I know that there were some there are some things that people like I said did not agree with him personally on and be and unfortunately I did not do my extensive homework to look up to see what was the stuff that uh people were were not happy about. I wish I I, I probably should have did that, but unfortunately I didn't. And I'm not you know uh but I do know that. There are some things that, you know, were unpopular amongst the things that he did in office and things like that. But I just wanted to take the time to, you know, talk about just how big of a, you know, a wrestler that, that this guy was. And like I said, I remember him from, because when I watched WCW back in the day, you know, seeing him. But I didn't watch too much <clears throat> New, New, uh, New Japan Especially back in the day. I didn't, I didn't watch too much New Japan until I would say back until God had to be the 2010s. I, yeah, I, I can see that. That makes sense. I, I would say, I would say the, I'm not even going to say a lot to us. I was watching it on 2000 now. I was, I think the first time I really was told to watch New Japan, get into New Japan, was when everybody was talking about that Shinsuke versus AJ match. Uh, that's 26. 2016 I, I I dabbled in it like I said around t- 2010 I dabbled in it just to, to see what was going on with it uh and then like I said I didn't know who anybody was I just know about the strong style and the hardcore styles I just they, they crazy over here and you know how, how, how the woman be, be taking these hard ass shots but then so like I would dabble around into it but then when I started knowing names like Kota Ibushi and Shinsuke Nakamura and Kenny Omega and um well I know he wasn't Hideo Watami in New Japan, but you know who I'm talking about. Kenta uh, Kenta. Kenta, yeah. And he started you know, since I learned about them and started hearing them names, stuff like that. And people was going around telling me to go check these matches out and stuff. I was like, Oh yeah, this is a day day over here? I can't I didn't know that. So that right there is what, you know, Really got me started, and he's and he is the founder of all that stuff, man. For fifty years, was it? How long has Japan been around now? Oh, I for a while. Yeah, about fifty years, I think it's it's been. 
Probably, probably. Yeah, so you know, you you you, you gotta give props and give respect to when, uh, when, when respect is due. So I'm not sure how he passed away, but it just came out came out all of a sudden. I don't even you know, there's a possibility that the way you know, I, I, I'm not saying it's gonna be as big as the Queen's uh, funeral, but I'm saying, but he be loved and and revered in, in Japan. So I know they're gonna give him a huge type of a service and I know New Japan is gonna do something uh mm-hmm. in his honor, whether it be like a, a tournament or a championship or something. I, I don't think they're doing all that. I think they just gonna uh do probably do what they did for Brody and just do a ten bill salute in front of like the Tokyo Dome or well, something. Yeah, I'm talking about this, this is this New Japan we talk about. This ain't AEW. I'm talking about Brody Bruiser Brody. Oh, Oh, that's what you're saying. But yeah, but see, but Bru- Bruiser Brody was not on the star power level as Antonio Inoki is. You know, so this, this man is a politician in his country. This man was larger than, than wrestling. But when no, people in New Japan die, they usually don't don't say anything. So. It, it's, 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 I know that's what is shocking because this thing definitely this def, thing definitely got around. So. I I can I can see that them trying to do something uh big enough you know to honor him. I, yeah, I, I can see them. I can see them just doing a Tim Bell salute, just let everybody clap. Hey, so I don't know when the next uh, New Japan show is, so it's, it is it is a possibility that that could be a thing. But I do want to say, hey. Rest in peace, Antonio man. Uh, we lost a, a huge wrestling icon. And, of course, like, you know, if you guys want to learn more about that stuff, you can go ahead and always look it up. Check out, actually check out New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, y'all can check out the Muhammad Ali versus Inoki match. Like I said, the, the match was really no good. But uh, you can watch some of the stuff, like, leading up to it and things like that. But... You know, it was kind of a letdown, but, you know, make your own opinions. All right, as we are moving on here, so we got a pay-per-view this Saturday. Extreme Rules. The one night a year where WWE goes extreme. And you know what's, you know, you know, you know what's up, Brian? This is the first year in years that each match on the card is an extreme stipulation type matchup. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I called it too. I told you it was going to be six matches. I told, told you you're going to add a SmackDown match. I told you that. But uh, I was just like, you know, it felt good because I was a huge fan of those one night stand pay per views. Yeah. Yeah, before they called Extreme Rules, it was just... It was just I mean, wild. obviously, they can't call it one-night stand now. Oh, see, wait, wait, why can't they? Because people are going to be like, oh, why are, you, why are you doing this to a kid's show? It's PG. Oh, God. Yeah. Well, yeah, but when they had... When they, when they, when they started doing the, the one-night stand, like the first one was was in 2007 because they just had the, one, the ECW one-night stand... In 2006, back when it was just a WWE one night stand, 
and they was like, okay, well, this is going to be the one night where all the matches are going to be. Yeah, because it was ECW first, and they took it. Yeah, they took it. I I, I like 2005, and then I, I, I like the 2006 event. Which I had, like when I like both events when they had them at the uh, the, the ballroom. Yeah, the ballroom. Yeah, but it had a good ECW the ECW feel to it. And like I said, Cena and RVD was a great Extreme Rules match. Uh, Sabu and Remember Stereo an Extreme Rules match. Then you had Mick Foley and Edge taking on was it Just Incredible? I forgot who it was. I think it was Dreamer and uh, Funk, wasn't it? It I don't know if it was Funk, but I, uh. It, it 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 could have been, but yes, when before and Edge was teaming up, you know, and the, and and leader and stuff. And oh, all, yeah. and that's when they had uh, Mike Awesome and uh, <laughs> Mike Awesome. <laughs> yes, okay. yeah, those Mike, matches were good. You know, Mike Awesome is underrated to me. I like yeah. there's something about Mike Awesome I like, and it's something about that fucking awesome bomb that was just better awesome. than a power bomb. It was just so damn well, especially doing it off the top rope. Yeah, just to, oh my god, my, Mike, awesome, yeah. But so I don't think I, he got a fair chance. But you know. say what? I don't think he got a fair chance. He didn't ever get a fair chance in anyone in that ECW, not WCW, not WWE. But ECW was his best chance. Even though he wasn't featured as much, but like ECW, he went over there and they kind of just didn't treat him right. And then WF, they really didn't treat him right. So. Yeah. yeah, ECW was bread and butter for the most part. So, what we got here, but well, I, well, I was saying all that to say that leading uh, from 2007 to when, when Cena, F.U. Great Khali off the stage, and I was like, I was really a fan of the one night stands, and then when they just changed it to Extreme Rules, I was like, okay, I now out of all the pay per views I can't stand that has the, the, the names from like TLC. To hell in the cell, I hate all of them. But if there's one I can I can just deal with and chill with, if they do if they honor it, is extreme rules. Which I'm like, okay, fine. If y'all wanna if you it's kinda like money in the bank to me. If y'all wanna do this, fine. And but honor it. Honor it. If it's gonna if it's gonna be you got the promo the one night a year where everything gets extreme, fine, honor that. But in the past, I wanna say we're in twenty twenty two. The past six years, seven years, it hasn't. It's been one match that's been extreme, and it'd be an extreme rules matchup, and that'd be it. Or it would just be no. like it'd be like the main know, event, huh? No, I'm gonna say I know that they are bigger than this, but honestly, if I'm with them, I would I would change the venue, and I would personally change it to one night stand and just have it in that ECW venue because it just it's such a different. And you know, if it's one night, it's such a difference from any other production thing, production wise. Like the arena is different. It's like kind of a more uh, environment. Like you feel more connected because it's kind of closer. It's not many people, but it's still packed. People will be rowdy. So I, I would personally like be like, yo, let's just at least do something there once a year. Even if it's not one night stand, just do something there because it's so different. It is different, and I mean that that arena would fit for the whole one night stand or the extreme rules type bill. But like I said, Vince was it's just been 
the main event will be in Extreme Rules. Maybe some of those will be Extreme Rules. And then, or they'll spread out. Like, the top matches will have, my fingers are up, a stipulation while the, the undercard didn't. I'm like, just honor the rule. And then, so, this year, Triple H said, if it's called Extreme Rules, so we're going to honor this fucking rule. And every match is going to have some type of extreme stipulation to it. I'm Question. with that. Do you so, think the stage is gonna be different? It's just gonna be the regular stage. No, it's gonna be the regular stage. It's extreme. It, it's not. They're not gonna put that kind of. I I don't think until after a year after Triple H has been you know at the head and he counts that money and stuff is when we're gonna get like any kind of kind of change uh, stage changes or anything like that. Me personally, I would love for it to be, you know, like. A, Honestly, I wouldn't mind if it's just a big X. <laughs> Extreme rules, X, just do something different. I wouldn't mind if it's a big X, big, 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 big X, neither. Or, because we in Philly, why not just give them the brick wall the ECW came out of? Yeah. Just because it's Philly. I mean, cause you, you know, the quote unquote bingo hall look. Exactly, yeah. I mean, you, you, like, y'all could really do that. It had a smoke screen and shit. Like, y'all, y'all could really do that. But, uh, I seriously think it's going to be just. You know the way it is. Uh, so let's go over the matches. We have six matches in total. I don't. I don't think they're going to add any more. I think everything else is going to have to probably wait until Crown Jewel Survivor Series. So let's start with this one: a six-man tag match in a good old-fashioned Donnie Brook match. Uh-huh. Oh. I forgot. I, I thought you tapped. I, I, I said, wait for you to give me the answer. Who you think is going to win? I tell you who's in the match. My bad. We got the Brawling Brutes, obviously. Seamus, Rich, Holland, and Butch taking on Imperium. Guther, Ludwig, Kaiser, and Giovanni Vinci. Uh, I'm going to say the Brutes win this. And Seamus, I don't think Seamus gets a win over Guther, but I think he. Gets momentum going into his second match with Gunther. Exactly. They, they got to speak it. I think they, well, first of all, actually, the Intercontinental Championship match is before the stream rules. Because yeah. because it's part, of the, it's part of the season premiere of SmackDown, which is next Friday. That, yeah, well. <laughs> okay. Yeah. There's no way I see Gunther lose. I think Gunther. Well, then I then then I would say Gunther wins that match and then loses this match. Yeah. I did. I think that's where it goes because you know he's going to beat Sheamus again, and then afterwards he's going to. Um, yeah, so he keeps the belt. He right. keeps the belt. He keeps the belt. I I think Sheamus takes takes it off of him at WrestleMania. If they get to a field that far, yeah, but I don't think they want to take it off of Gunther right now. So yes, I'm saying because Sheamus, that's the only title he never won. So you can have it be good there, WrestleMania. We'll, yeah. we'll see how WrestleMania goes if Gunther's right. Let's get him stable. At the moment, right now, he's doing good. So. Oh, that's what I'm saying. At the moment, right now, I'll but if you want to WrestleMania, though, I'm just saying. But yeah, I had the ball and Bruce Wayne this one. Uh, next up, let's go with the st- no. Let's go with the Extreme Rules match for the Women's Spain Women's Championship. Liv Morgan versus Ronda Rousey. Ronda Rousey. She should win. I guess she's not winning this match. They're, they have done 
okay, an okay job trying to show how... They have not. Liv has beat nobody of caliber to run around. No, no, not at all. But I, they were just trying to show her her extreme side. Yeah. Yeah. He, he said, and... And this I mean, bad, uh, people got recognized. I mean, Ronda Rousey will have weapons too. Yeah, uh, that's not that's not safe at all. No, I agree, but I fear there's something I'm fearing about this matchup. And then knock her out by technicality or something. No, because I see, I I, I I I smell shenanigans, and unfortunately, I'm thinking about Charlotte. Okay. And that's I'm just like you know just. Now if Charlotte is involved. Liv, if Liv Morgan wins and Charlotte is involved, well, she definitely loses that belt next time they fight. So. Yeah. But we'll see. But I have, I have Ronda though because not only can Liv not have any chance, you add weapons to the mix. There, there's no chance. Should be no chance. You're right, and she should annihilate her. I don't know if this is going to continue the story with her and Shayna. I don't know if Charlotte's going to come back, whatever the case may be, but, yeah, I'm, de- I'm definitely going to pick Ronda Rousey to whoop her ass all over this. Um, Let's go to the I Quit match between Edge and Finn Balor. Now, you know Edge... Is going to have to have his 30-minute classic. So this match is definitely going to get about 30 minutes for Edge to tell his story. How do you think they're going to do the Iquist stipulation? Is it going to be like Molina versus Beth Phoenix at that Extreme Rules a couple years uh, back in 2008 or nine, where it's more like a submission-type matchup? Or is it going to be like, I'm going to beat the shit out of you and make you quit like Flair and Foley at SummerSlam 06? Uh, I think it'll be a I quit match like Flair Foley, but I think the finish will be like he has him in a submission hole until he quits. So he has a uh, Bell Phoenix maybe in a submission hole until it's like all right, she can't take it no more. So I can see that too. I can see him hand, having Edge handcuffed and then having Bell Phoenix in the uh, what's that move that he does with the chair? The uh, the concerto. No, the the, the the piece of the chair, we break it off. Oh, yeah. Oh, the, 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 the chair, that cross face? Yeah, I can see him doing that to either mm. <laughs> either him doing it or Rhea Ripley doing it to Beth Phoenix while he just handcuffed to the ring, just watching. Ooh, I, can see him, I can see him just quitting that, but I, I do have faith in him. Yeah, I got, because see, I, I hate when it's like, you know, the woman come up and they're like, oh my God, we, you know, I got to put my, uh, I just don't, yeah, I, I personally don't like that. I'm pretty sure she's going to be at ringside. They're like, hey, man, ringside, Beth Phoenix, they're going to pull over the pull over the barricade. Like, oh, you want to watch the match, huh? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> right, watch this. And then... Dom, like, pull me over. Uh, so I, I feel like that'll happen. I feel like, I'm a, I think, uh, Balor is winning. And then yeah. Edge don't come back and return in, like, a few weeks, and it's going to be his eighth return in a month or whatever. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with you on that one. Next one, let's go to the uh, the uh, scrap match. Karrion Cross taking on Drew McIntyre. I would say Karrion Cross. 
Uh, look, Karen Cross has a lot to prove out here. This is his first, like, big feud on the main roster. Obviously, we didn't get a chance to see how good he was during his first round on the main roster. Uh, but he'll have Scarlett, and Drew McIntyre is a good pl uh, person to work with. So, uh, it's some. I, I will say, let's see. Uh, a, a loss wouldn't hurt too much, Drew. So I'm going with Karrion Cross on this one. Yeah, I'm going with Karrion Cross, especially this be his first pay per view match. Yeah, well, or his it, first premium live event. Yeah, and once again, these these are pay per views, so it ain't it ain't like uh, it's a regular Raw spending for him. He got he got he got he got to come out and do this, and it's a no qualification type thing. So can't nobody help him. He got to do this show on his own. Uh, Bianca Belair taking on Bailey in a ladder match for the Raw Women's Championship. This is the first ever singles Raw ladder match that they ever had in WWE. And I said, damn, because I'm, I'm sitting there thinking, like, well, we do always made the bank matches, but for just a regular one-on-one -on -one ladder match, it's the first time we've done this. Now, first time we've done a one-on-one -on -one ladder match? With the women, yeah. I thought... Oh, that probably wouldn't need a ladder match. They just had a ladder. Okay, my bad. Okay. Mm-hmm. I thought Trish and Lita had a ladder. They probably just added a ladder for no reason. Probably so. Okay. Now, uh, well, uh, since it's a ladder match, I must stay Bailey. That's what I'm saying. I think it's going to be Bailey because uh, they probably going to want her to win the championship, but they don't want to pin Bianca just yet. Yeah, so I, I can see Bailey winning that. But then when they had that rematch, will probably be not at Saudi, but at uh, and not at. I'm about to say it's gonna be. It's not gonna be at War Games because we're gonna have the War yeah. Games match. So then maybe that December pay per view or day one, I can see Bianca winning it back. So that's 2023. So yeah, no, so yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. So we 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 both got Billy for that match, right? Yep. What well, this is the match I believe is gonna be the main event because they're putting the most time into this, and they got a special guest referee for it, and that's the fight pit between Matt Riddle and Seth freaking Rollins with uh Daniel Kaminer being Cormier, huh? Cormier, I think it's Cormier, right? I, I probably so you said you said I said it wrong, but he's going to be a special referee because usually in these fight pit matches, they have like a special referee type thing that can handle the fight pit. Me personally, I heard somebody pitch the idea of could you bring Ken Shamrock back and make him a referee? I'm like that would have been great. I love yeah. it, but uh, I don't know if you can get down there and pin like you need to in time, but you know. Um, I I, I I would like to see Ken Shamrock back, but uh. This guy from uh, from UFC, it should be really good also. So, I, uh, the fight pit should be awesome. I have, like, it all depends. If Seth is going for the championship after this, then Seth wins the matchup. But if, the, if, if he's not going to go for the championship. I would just say Seth wins in general because, like, I don't think this man has won a few this year. So, I would say Seth. No, I mean, I agree with you. 
he has not he has not really want to feel like that, but uh, I don't know. It's like you know how many times can Riddle keep losing before he's like official officially a loser, and it'd be hard to get in my day kind of hole. Well, I mean, Seth, Seth has literally barely won this year, so I mean, you know, uh-huh. Seth has barely won, but then one of the best acts in the company. You're right, but but since we got Logan Paul coming up at Crown Jewel, and we got War Games, which I think Roman's going to be part of their War Games, I'm going to go with it. I'm going to go with Riddle winning this one in the fight pit, and I think it's going to be more so of knocking out than actually making Rollins tap out. I can see that. Yeah, so I think that's going to be the main event. That should be an interesting matchup. Well, guys, that was our Extreme Rules predictions so make sure you guys check check out saturday like i said it's my son's birthday this week i know we have a little party for him on saturday so i don't know if i'll be able to watch it live i mean i'll be able to watch it live but to do the live stream like i had planned to i don't think that's going to be you know a part of it but uh you we, we just never know all right a couple more things to, to do before we get out here on, on this podcast it's a, a short podcast this week um so me and Prime watch Vice. I mean, you watch some Dark Side of the Rings, Prime, haven't you? Yeah, and um, so far I'm liking or telling some territories. Oh, have you started watching? By the way, I throw this out there. Have you started watching um, the Dark Side of Comedy? I've not watched any of the spinoffs. Dude, I just, me and Lady Sketch just watched the, the one with um. About Grace Under Fire. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that that was a pretty good one. I ain't seen the dark side. I haven't seen the dark side of football. Because I don't know how it's going to be in that one. And then I, I well, I watch the dark side of comedy. So next week is Freddie Prince. I know they got dark side of the 90s too. It's probably got a Woodstock episode, probably. Probably got to be. I still haven't seen, I, I still haven't seen the Netflix documentary yet, have you? Mm-mm. Okay. Well, Vice said. This month, they are planning on doing a documentary about Vince McMahon. There's no way you can tell the story of Vince McMahon in one hour or 44 minutes when you don't count the commercials. This may be a two-hour special on Vince McMahon, uh, uh, documentary on Vice TV, and this obviously is going to focus a lot on Vince Man, but I, I don't think it's going to get. Like, I, I don't think we're going to get a full life documentary. I think it's going to be more so about this hush money scandal. I think that's the, the biggest thing people want to talk about. Unfortunately, I mean Vince got a a a, a life so crazy that you know you need from, from beginning to end would be crazy. I'm saying you know from. Taking the business over to his dad, Black Saturday, and you know, destroying the, ter- the territories, and you know, own a heart, and all, all kinds of stuff that you can talk about. And Jimmy Snooker, but I really think that this one is probably going to be focusing on uh, the, the stuff about uh, the hush money stuff because it's, it's coming out so fast. You know, it, it, it says here on comicbook.com that Vice TV is currently in the process of creating a new documentary about former W chairman 
and said that this documentary will cover McMahon's career as well as his retirement from the uh, corporate position this past summer. It won't take long for fans to check this new Vince McMahon Center project out as PW Insight has confirmed that it will air in October, probably like October 30th maybe or that, that Wednesday before Halloween. Uh, if I should, did not return requests for comment earlier this week, uh, what do you think when they were talking about Vincent Mayer? What do you want to hopefully see them talk about Vincent Mayer? He said, What do I want to what? What do you hopefully want them to talk about, or what What do you expect to see from this Vice documentary about Vincent Mayer, especially when we see how good the Dark Sides of the Rings have, have been? Uh, Hopefully, the people that they get the story so tell the truth. Like, I don't, I mean, I don't know. Bruce Pritchard would be like lying sometimes, so I don't know. I think Bruce Pritchard lies a lot of times, to be honest with you. Depending on. Well, yeah, so I think we need like somebody like that don't care, like, like Vince Russo. I, well, not actually, not Vince Russo. Like, somebody that like don't care about if they get back with the company or not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> somebody like that. Yeah, Jim Cornette. Yeah. Maybe Paul White. Probably so. Yeah. JR. Yeah. JR gonna be in there for some reason. Yeah. 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 I do like JR. I do like JR. Uh, Jerry, maybe. Uh huh. Uh, I don't know. I guess since they can do Mark, they can do Mark Calloway now. I don't know yeah, if they do I, it. But I, they I, can. You know, the thing is, I don't think Mark Calloway is going to say anything negative about this. Like, you got to say this. You don't got to say nothing negative. You know, the whole thing don't got to be negative. No, it. Oh, okay. We're not going to say negative, but here's the thing. I'm not just talking about the, the, the scandal from this past summer. I'm talking about everything in Vincent Man's life that involved wrestling has been. It ain't like he's been like he's been a father figure. There's a lot of guys that has done a lot of things for a lot of people, Ric Flair. But there are some things that that, that there's so much of that goes on in his life that you got to address. That is not necessarily a positive thing. From the steroids, from the the death of Jimmy Snooker's girlfriend to Owen Hart. have Lex on there. Maybe Brett. Oh, no, actually not Brett. Oh, uh, yeah, no. Oh, you talk about you talk about loose lips. That. Yeah, Vince don't want that. Yeah, who cares what Vince wants? He's not in trouble of it. The Montreal screw job, you know, the whole stuff with JR. Like, there, there, there's so much, there's so much stuff. The whole, remember, I don't like your tone, pal. Yeah, from, huh? yeah, from that. And then, uh, of course, you got the hush money scandal that's going on. And, things he did, and then, you know, the cheating on his wife. And, and it's, it's just. Maybe Sable. Oh, maybe if she wants to, can say something or not. Yeah. You know, so who's it? Could be thing, you know. Could could be some Donald Trump stuff up in there too. There's a lot of things that they could that that, that is is invisible in life. That's not necessarily Steve positive. Austin could be on there. Steve, oh yeah, hell yeah. Oh, dang. <laughs> I think he got yeah. Said, what is Chris? What are you doing? <laughs> I got it. Yeah, I, I it, it definitely could be. I so, tried to turn my neck, give him a stunner. He wasn't there. After this, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! No, yeah, that that is definitely um, something. So I'm like, I I just gotta, I gotta check this thing out and, and, and see see what they're what they're offering, 
what, what they're talking about also. So mm-hmm. I, I, I think it should be, if, if when they do Dark Side of the Ring, it's, it's pretty good usually. So I think it should be pretty good. I think the funniest part will be the reenactments. Oh my God. First of all, I just, can I see him take that Doomsday device one more time at the strip club? I want to see him doing the walk. Oh, oh, the reenactment. Oh my god. No chance. Oh, yeah. You're right. Those reenactments is going to be hilarious, bro. They're going to be hilarious. Well, that is all the time that we're going to have here for the podcast here. I know I'll promise a longer one next weekend. Uh, Post I, well, you know, if you guys got questions or anything, you guys always email us, email us at the and uh, we'll sit there and answer them on the show if we ever have any. But yeah, uh, make sure you guys check us out all out from the, the Don't Give Me See the Rusty Podcast, Nerd Gas Talk Podcast, Turn Tables about Culture and Beyond, Trump Thoughts Over Tongue, and also make sure you guys check out Prime Time Stuff, the Prime Nostalgia Podcast, every single Friday. Make sure you guys check out Q Flow with the music. I hope he's doing all right. And, uh, yeah, we better get up out of here. So, once again, this is NC and a place to be. Chill, Trump, and Sandy. And not Deion says it's a prime time. All right. All right. And Q-Flow, wherever you are at, take us out. to your ears welcome to the show we don't need any gimmicks you already know so sit back relax and hit the like button go and share with your friends and keep the likes coming swag on trivia and prompts top five either way it's fun and you're hearing it live join with your host mr a and e yeah you know it's the place to be it's in c